What's up and welcome to the Laswaz Guys podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eslam, aka Ra, God of the Sun, accompanied by Dan the Madman. What's up, Dan? How you doing, Eslam? What's going on with you? I'm fucking doing great, man. What are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about the next-gen prices for the next-gen games. We're also going to be talking about the future of VR, what it needs to do going forward, and we're going to talk about Quibi. Do you guys remember Quibi? Neither do I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Failure. Um, sit back, relax, while we whisper that sweet, sweet wisdom in your ears. Music. You are now listening to Los Wise Guys Production. remember quibi um i remember you talking a lot about quibi yeah and me thinking hey this doesn't seem like a great idea <laughs> well you were fucking right oh dude. i know because <laughs> uh, and i always i wanted to give it its fair shot when you talked about it, i was like hey i usually think differently than most people yeah yeah i'm probably in the wrong everybody's gonna love watching things on their phone see i i think quibi was ahead of its time because was it is it? and it's either that or they just launched at the wrong time where people kind of got off their phones because of quarantine mm-hmm. like they were home more they didn't really need to be on their phones more they were either on their tvs or playing video games or whatnot usually like me i i'm on my phone less i i thought i would be on my phone more now that i'm like sitting home but no like i'm finding other things to do uh to keep busy and not be on my phone yeah. um but yeah, so so Quibi uh, launched and it kind of just like bombed, right? Because the whole point of Quibi is like, oh, while you're on your train commute, yeah. on your this, while you're on the go, uh, short, uh, like short content, right? Yeah. So like 10 minute long content pieces of like these different shows, talk shows. I don't know how you can have a 10 minute talk show, but they tried it um they have but you can do like 10 small 10 minute stories mm-hmm. um right you can do like w- instead of having like um um a, like 30 or 50 minute episodes you can break that episode into like 10 minute pieces mm-hmm. um you can condense the stories shorter seasons whatever um it all sounded like a good idea in theory because of people's short attention span, their commute, mm-hmm. and then like j- them just watching their phones all the time. But I, I, I don't know. I think it's just the launch date with like quarantine just did mm-hmm. not mesh well, right? Because most people were just like, fuck it, I'm just going to binge Netflix and all these other established um, platforms. Because they're like, I want to catch have. up. What happened? that they already have yeah exactly so it's like i think if like 
quarantine didn't happen, I think Quibi might have been successful. Mm-hmm. But they, they they're definitely ahead of its time because I think it it could have been very successful. Um, it should have been right. It was like just statistically with like how much people use their phones and watch content yeah. via their phones, like on YouTube, on Instagram, on like all the shit like they consume on these like short, um, uh, short time. What is it? Short, short length mm-hmm. um, content. It, it it made sense, but it's just like it it kind of bombed. It's it's like. Um, yeah, but not everybody does that traveling, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I kind of think it would have worked more in the sense of kids nowadays can't get the, can't put their stupid phones down. And I feel like it would have worked because of that. Even that's why I feel like, I don't know if it's the quarantine. I mean, yeah, everybody kind of in the world was just like, Hey, let's live like Dan for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, they're, they're just imitating my regular lifestyle yeah but the thing is they imitate your lifestyle and then they imitate me at (laughs) (laughs) comic-con but my my thing was just like i still feel like in for the younger people like how often is it that even when they are at home they're still on their phones when they have the opportunity to do all the things that they could have done during quarantine they all those things were there and they were already home wasn't um targeted to the younger population is uh, targeted for us okay if anything that's the mistake then yeah that's that the mistake been, that could um, like their main content is for uh like our demographic like yeah you know what i mean um and you should see people on the fucking trains or the subways bro they're just like oh yeah I, i'm well aware i'm well yeah, aware yeah. i'm one of the few that i'll sit on a train and i will just stare at whatever's in front of me yeah every, hopefully it's not a person because yeah. that's that gets awkward <laughs> it gets really awkward you just don't blink <laughs> the whole ride psycho the whole oh ride. my god that reminds me if if i if i remember and anybody listening i want you guys to if you ever get a chance look up this wrestler on nxt named dexter loomis his gimmick is he's basically a serial killer <laughs> And it's so entertaining. So Dexter, he got from yeah. Dexter. Yeah. Loomis is the name of the uh, spoilers for an old 1990s movie. Is the name of the one of the killers from Scream, Billy Loomis. Oh, nice. Also, okay. Loomis is Doctor Loomis from Halloween. Yeah. So it's got two two meanings there. And so his name is Dexter Loomis. And this thing is also there he- was Lumen in Dexter. Just saying. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm mad at you and i'm hearing fireworks going off again and if you guys can hear that i apologize people are celebrating things blowing up so his his thing is he comes out to the ring and it's like the lowest music possible to the point that you can't even hear the music mm-hmm. he's got wide eyes he wears just these weird gloves and then he goes in the ring and then he does this thing where he just like slithers into the ring on just his forearms and doesn't use his legs <laughs> It's the most unsettling, hilarious thing ever. It's it's very entertaining. Okay, so welcome to Los Wise Guys <laughs> podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eslam, aka Ra, accompanied by this fucking psychopath that just stares people down on the subway. Dan the Madman. Now you know why they call him Madman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Quibi got Quibi failed. Quibi failed. It this it, it failed me, Dan. I, I yeah. had my hopes up, and it failed I'm not, me. I'm not that upset about it. But I think I think <laughs> it's it's just failing now. I think it's gonna get 
it's gonna get popular again right away and it's it's one thing i will definitely look into buying stocks for i think i might buy a couple of stocks for them i mean my thing is i could see it being one of those things where it's like hey they tried it and maybe some good did come of it i don't use it i don't know mm-hmm. but <clears throat> i could see other people like Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, Amazon Prime, they're watching Quibi and they might be like, okay, we're going to steal some of these ideas. And what if they just do the regular stuff plus a little bit of Quibi stuff on the side? Then Quibi's kind of like oh, screwed. Pure, uh, pure phone content? Yeah. Like what if they did film certain things that are like that and they're like, hey, you already have Netflix. Now we have this yeah, oh, on something you already be, have. That would be genius on their part. That's what I'm saying. I could see that happening. Kill that uh platform yeah. and uh, why wouldn't they yeah no fuck it why not that's what i see i 100 percent see that happening um it's something that i've seen and I, I thought of that because of video games like i look at something like uh like the wii and now this is not a, the greatest example but you look at the wii and then xbox came out with the connect and playstation came out with playstation move granted those things didn't succeed but they definitely came out after nintendo did their thing or like all right we see this we're already uh in some cases a bigger platform let's implement what they're doing into our stuff as well and try to see if we can make it work so i could could see that happening granted the wii did better than both those other items did yeah Uh, the the playstation move and connect but overall the consoles and the companies they outdid nintendo but yeah yeah. nintendo still hasn't realized that (laughs) (laughs) um so uh all right i'm gonna get into some quick news Mm -hmm. um things uh, the Boys season two, September fourth, coming out. Okay. Super excited for that. Um, they released a, a three minute um, teaser from like mm-hmm. the first episode. Hilarious, and one of my favorite actors is coming um, is coming back in it. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot his name. Samuel Jackson. No, uh, I wish. How much better would it be if it was Samuel Jackson? It would be a lot better. But this dude is also amazing, and it's the it's the guy that came out at the end of The Mandalorian with the dark saber, Samuel Johnson. <laughs> and he was also um, uh, El- Esposito. Yes, es- Despacito. Yes, I forget his first name. It's not Despacito. That's that's a song. It's Esposito. Yes. Oh, sorry. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Into the Spider Verse two, coming out. October 7th, 2022. Hmm. Super excited about that. Ozarks will have a <clears throat> fourth and final season in two parts. Okay. So we're probably going to get, I don't know, seven, eight episodes per part. So mm-hmm. um, Amazon mm-hmm. has partnered with, I think, BioWare? Bethesda. Bethesda. Thank you. For Fallout, yeah. Yeah. And they're making a Fallout television show which is unusual what what do you think about that do you think that's that could be good because i don't know anything about the story of fallout other than like you know the name uh nuclear explosion nuclear holocaust and then they're trying to survive afterwards maybe some mutations i mean the thing is you can spoil it for me i don't care there's nothing to spoil like yeah there's their story um personally i've never finished a fallout game Mm -hmm. i've started three different ones and i stopped all three of them from what i did play i enjoyed but it's just it was never enough to keep me yeah. involved but that's just me i know a lot of people are different 
um, and they do enjoy it, and they like Quibi. But <laughs> for me, Fallout is uh, it's not the greatest in terms of storytelling. I mean, you could tell a good story in there, but I don't know how you're going to make it into a show. Now, my thing is Fallout has always been kind of like, a, or at least back in the day, it was almost like a parody of... I don't know, like commercialism and stuff like that, where it's just like they would have things like instead of Coca-Cola, they have Nuka-Cola and they represent Nuka-Cola this. And then mm-hmm. it's this, it all happens like the apocalypse happened in like the 1950s. Oh, so wow. it's that mindset. So it's like, it's all this fifties technology that's been left over. And it's all, it's weird. Cause it's like back then it was just like, you know, America's the greatest country in the world and smoke your cigarettes and all that other stuff and we have advertisements in the middle of our shows and it's all this weird stuff and it was like a parody of itself to see somebody like Amazon who is that who is like Mm -hmm. the modern day like yeah we're basically all about making money despite whether or not people are happy about it the fact that they have the rights to do the fallout show is very very uh, ironic to me hey fuck it why not yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's the thing that, yeah that's uh, i mean and a lot of people not, might not think of it that way but that's the first thing i thought of when i read that i was like of all people amazon like that's well amazon weird. is looking to try to make as much original content as possible because yeah. they're late. i mean they're doing the whole video game thing too yeah, uh, because they're late in the game of yeah. content in general mm-hmm. right so even with their amazon music or with their um prime video like their 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 catalog is very lacking like i haven't been on am like i think the last time i went on amazon was to watch the um, a comedy special by uh this actor that was on silicon valley um this asian guy, uh chinese guy very funny guy uh the comedy special was pretty good uh and then and then before that it was for the boys season 1 Mm-hmm. I like I want to watch the Man in the High Castle. I want to watch uh, the Expanse, and they have the rights to all that stuff, mm-hmm. and they have it on there. But I just haven't gotten around to it. I should start one of those soon. Yeah, probably well. do that. That's probably a good idea. Oh my god, these fireworks are killing me, dude. <laughs> um, so let's get into some video game news. Uh, Nightwire. Well, uh, I got Night- some other non-video game stuff. Oh, sorry. Let me do that. My bad. That's all good. Um, so Marvel. Uh, having the rights to do uh, uh, um, Alien and Predator comics, uh, to me, that's a huge deal. Um, yes. I'm a fan of not all the movies, but like the characters and stuff like that. I've always found them very interesting. I've always been more of a Predator guy than an Alien guy. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I've, I've, I've read a few of the comics before that were, that were published by Dark Horse, and they were enjoyable. And uh, just the fact that a company like Marvel's doing, I'm really interested in to see how they do it. Because when they took over the Star Wars um, comics, um, they did a very, very good job. Yeah, yeah, those comics so, were really good. Yeah. I, the Darth Vader ones oh were my amazing. Yeah, um, so I, I'm very, very interested to see what the, how they do that. And they put out these uh, images that was drawn by, um, I always get his name wrong, it's either David Finch or David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's an artist. He's he's done a lot of like different Batman things uh, over the past couple of years, like New Fifty Two stuff that like yeah. we read. So he did a lot of artwork in some of those, and uh, he put out like these two images that looked great. Um, one of them uh, was just alien, just being alien, and I think another one was Predator holding Iron Man's head. Nice. And um, it was it was really cool stuff. Now a lot of people are, are a little concerned about like, oh, are they going to integrate? 
Alien and Predator with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they might, because um, it could work, but they didn't do it with Star Wars, but I could see Star Wars, it'd be kind of a leap to make it work. Um, Alien Predator, I could see that working a lot better. I could see the Guardians of the Galaxy running into a bunch of xenomorphs and dealing with that, so I, I prefer that they didn't mesh, but you never know, you might get a good story out of it for like a one-shot or something like that. Yeah. But um, I think it's pretty cool. They'll um, probably make movies too. Uh, they only got comic rights, or did they get rights to I the IP? I was, I was trying to look into it. I only saw it was comic rights. Okay. Um, I'd have to look deeper into it, but um, I think it's just comics. I could be wrong about that. Okay. Um, there was that, and what else I got? In um wrestling news, uh, WWE uh has finally purchased Evolve. Um. For those of you who don't know, Evolve is like one of the biggest indie promotions out there. Some would say the biggest. Um, they've partnered with WWE a few times in the past as far as WWE even putting some of their stuff on the network. But the fact that they now officially own it is going to be interesting. It looks like it's going to be what NXT used to be, where it's the developmental brand where they would get their young up-and-comers and then feed them out to the other shows. So with NXT being the third brand competing with Raw and SmackDown, well, not competing, but on that same level, it looks like uh, Evolve might be going there. Um, one more thing I just want to quickly mention was this uh, this week's AEW and uh, NXT, which were both on Wednesdays and compete every Wednesday. Uh, they were head-to-head doing both pay-per-view level shows that are supposed to be two parts. This, for, this past week was the first part. Upcoming week is the second. And... This was like a ratings war where NXT, uh, I'm, if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, they, they beat AEW pretty good this time. But uh, during the show, Taz, you know, former ECW guy turned uh, WWE guy and was doing commentary there for a long time. He's a manager for this guy in AEW and he went out and started talking trash about how one guy didn't show up because... He was uh, quarantining himself, which is all true because his wife works in WWE and his wife has corona, which I mentioned last week on, yes, on the yes. thing. It's Moxley. So Moxley's been quarantining himself to make sure he's safe and everyone is safe when he returns. So they threw it into the storyline where Taz is like, listen, your results came back negative twice. You're still quarantining yourself. And if you would have come here, we would have tested you and it would have come back negative because unlike other companies, we don't run a sloppy shop here. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. Shots fired. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys remember from last week, I said WWE announced that they, well, they didn't announce, but it's rumored to have like at least like 24 people that have Corona. Yeah. And then having Taz come out and say that that same week, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a big deal. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's the Wednesday Night Wars, man. They're going back and forth saying stuff. And then Sasha Banks, who is a, a top female wrestler in WWE or just top wrestler in general, uh, she was on the NXT card, which she's not normally NXT wrestler. They put her on there. And a lot of people are saying that's one of the big reasons why she why NXT beat AEW in the ratings, that they have somebody that well-known uh, in a match. And because they won the ratings that week, she's been calling herself the draw because she drew in all these other people to watch her show. So now she's given herself this new nickname off of it, saying that she draws better than AEW. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, they're going back and forth with it. And, it, and I'm liking it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be a wrestling fan. Competition has always helped wrestling. Competition helps. Helps everything. Competition helps the fan. Yeah. Because one is trying to outdo the other, and the 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 most the person that most benefits is the fan. Yeah. So that's what it was with the Monday Night Wars back in the yeah. day. 
you had Nitro <clears throat> doing crazy NWO stuff. And while that's happening, WWE is just like, well, we got this new character called Stone Cold Steve Austin. We got this other guy called The Rock. Watch them. They're going to be great. Yeah. You know, and they're going back and forth, the two companies, with some of the craziest moments in wrestling. So seeing that happen uh, on this level uh, during this day and age is great. I'm loving it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you had uh, one more thing about this um, comic book artist that passed? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so... Dennis O'Neill, uh, also known as Denny O'Neill, he's done a lot of. Um, he was a writer uh, for a long, long time for pretty much every major comic book company you could think of. Um, but a lot of his stuff is known for being with DC Comics. So he had passed uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, me personally, I missed it. I don't know. I just found out uh, at work somebody who's in the comics mentioned it to me, and I was like, oh my god. I wasn't even aware. So uh, I was I was reading up on him a little bit, and I've read some of his stuff in the past, and he's just a very uh, influential um, person in comic book history. Because um, usually most people, when you mention, oh, yeah, great comic book people, everyone's like, all right, Stan Lee, and not many other people <clears> get <throat> mentioned. Maybe you'll hear an Alan Moore. Maybe you'll hear the Kubricks. Yeah, yeah. But um, Dennis O'Neill should definitely 100% be in that same tier as those guys uh so he's done a lot like major uh batman storylines i i personally can't think of any i want to say he was involved during the uh like the nightfall era oh around then um i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure he was there um just one thing in the I'd, corner chilling. yeah he was he was just chilling he was yeah. just chilling i was like yo i got the story for you he just yeah. wrote on a little piece of paper just shoved it to someone a little napkin gave it to an intern but um, so there was that, and he did this uh, very, um, very, uh, I guess, important arc uh, back in the '60s, '70s. Um, Eslam, I was talking to you about it before we started recording with the Green Lantern, Green Arrow books. Where, mm-hmm. um, so during that time in in real life, there was like civil rights and stuff like that going on, and uh, where civil rights had happened, but there were still a lot of issues with Vietnam and everything, and. Dennis O'Neill was one of the guys who's like, okay, we need to bring this to comics because comics reflect what's going on in society. And uh, it, it's about Green Lantern was off in space doing Green Lantern space things. He comes back to Earth. He sees like this young black guy beating up this white guy. And then he sees one guy beating up another. He's like, oh, I got to stop this. And then he, uh, he stops the black guy. And everyone's just like, no, you don't know why he was doing that. There's a reason. And then Green Arrow shows up. He's like, they have a point. Um, I forgot what it was, but it was something about, I think the, the white guy owned like these different like uh, buildings or whatever, and he was kicking the black guy out because he was charging up the rent too much, and it was this other thing, and this guy had nowhere to live. Yeah. And Green Lantern's like, well, the way I see it, there's a right, and then there's a wrong. And Green Arrow's like, nah, man, there's, there's in between. You need, you've been off world for too long. You need to come with me, and you need to see what America's become. Yeah. And then they do this tour around America where Green Lantern's showing Green Arrow, uh, or opposite Green Arrow showing Green Lantern, like, look... The world is a different place. You got you left off and you went into space, and a lot has changed here. We need to fix it. Um, one uh, key moment is they show a, another black character. It's at one one of the books goes up to Green Lantern. And is like, hey, you've been off in space fighting for people who are green and for blue, but what about people that are my skin color? You've never cared about us. Yeah. So they they do stuff like that, which um, especially now with a Black Lives Matter going <clears throat> on and everything, I feel like uh, checking out those comics is uh, be pretty interesting. Um, that and then it, he, it's also the uh, where they do a flip where Green Lantern and Green Arrow on the, on this famous cover where uh, they show Speedy Green Lantern's uh, Green Arrow's sidekick 
uh, where he's like he looks all disheveled. He has like needles everywhere. His arms rolled up, and there's like heroin on this table. And Green Arrow just looks mortified. He's like, "Oh no, my ward is a junkie," and that's what it says on the cover. And Green Lantern turns to him. He's like, "Well, you're so righteous. You know everything that's going on. How come your sidekick is the one that's doing drugs?" Mm-hmm. And that was a whole another arc, which, as we all know, Green Ar- Green um, Red Arrow having his problems and everything is a major uh yeah major thing going forward in his story and it all started with that so uh dennis o'neill man he's been involved in a lot of uh historic comic book moments mostly dc from what i know personally but that's me being a dc fan but um no it's sad to see him go and uh he's also the guy that took away wonder woman's powers around the same time (laughs) and he's gone back and he's like man i'm I'm, my bad (laughs) that was stupid (laughs) What was so she he took away her powers and what she just became the like Batwoman? No, so sorta. Yeah, w- what happened was because they were trying to do the whole like um like you know Vietnam and uh, you know all this other stuff. So what they did is they felt that Wonder Woman he was trying to empower her and he's like he realized he did it wrong because he literally took away her powers. Yeah. But he the, he said he said in the documentary he's like I thought I was in the right because I I was just like all right so her powers came from the gods and Zeus so she's like she got her powers from a man mm-hmm. so he wanted to take that away and then he taught her like kung fu and then she was actually like a fighter where she was doing martial arts the only problem is her master was a man <laughs> and, and it was an Asian guy with a very Asian name <laughs> and yeah. he was blind so it was like every stereotype. You could you could imagine, and then um, I cannot remember her name, but she was a very very big civil rights uh, woman back in that time. She's she's always known for having long hair and glasses, and uh, I cannot remember her name, but she was a uh, she she was one of the people that complained. She was like, I grew up reading Wonder Woman comic books. Wonder Woman was such a great character because she had all this other powers. She was as strong as Superman and all these other things, and you took that away. And then Dennis O'Neill. Instead of fighting it and saying, oh, no, this, that, and the other, he's like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have done that. That was a bad call. And then they, they changed the back. They reverted it. So even hey, even in his mistakes, he owned hey, up to you, it. You got you to gotta own up to your mistakes. Yeah. That's, that's number yeah. one. Um, but, hey, he it tried to explore something. Yeah. And it didn't pan out. Yeah. Like it hey, just it's like hey, I thought this would work out and in his mind like it seemed like the thing, but once you actually put it out, you know, yeah. kind of like Quibi, um it just fails. <laughs> this is <laughs> so, the Quibi failing episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? It seems like a good idea at first. Yeah. And then you put it out there, and that shit trash. And you got negative people like me out there. I just hate on things in general. So when yeah. I hate on something that actually isn't a great idea, it just it's just white noise at that point. It's like who cares what he he hates everything. Oh my god. Um all right. Let's get into some video game based news. <clears throat> I am so looking forward to DC's fandom event. DC fan Is it fandom or fandom? There's no E. I think they put an E on it. They, they did? <laughs> yeah, which is throwing me off. That's why I'm not sure. I was like, I don't know what to look forward I thought to. It, it, fandom doesn't mean... Doesn't mean I think it has... I think it's going to take place in a dome, as long. That... What? No. <laughs> it's an I'm online it event. I'm looking it up. <clears throat> Whatever. Fandom, fandom, which doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you. I'm looking forward to it. 
there's supposed to be some movie reveals. There's gonna, there's been a rumor that's been out for weeks now, and it keeps coming up again and again about a new Batman game about, uh, revealed at the DC fandom event. Don't get me started on that. <clears throat> man. I know, dude. I'm excited. Like I'm, I didn't even mention it, and it's a perfect time to mention it. I beat Batman Arkham City. All right. Hang, hang, hang on. <laughs> and that's game number four during this quarantine time i just started today thanks to uh dan uh he let me borrow the um <clears throat> batman arkham origins because i couldn't find it online to buy that's because the world tries to act like it, it never happened and i refuse i refuse Dude, world. so far this is looks, my favorite arkham game it looks fucking awesome like yeah. spoilers it starts out with black mass he hired eight fucking assassins yep. to kill batman yep including deathstroke yup that's fucking amazing also <laughs> the trailer for that game alone yeah makes it like an awesome fucking game when he was fighting deathstroke and then you have Deadshot from a sniper like yep from fucking a mile away like shooting deathstroke swords and like he shoots this chain link off and mm -hmm. like it's amazing yeah and i was like super excited not to see any like riddler uh puzzles and then as soon as I thought, as soon as that thought hit my mind, bam, Riddler puzzle. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I was just like, I wanted a game without, like, I, I don't mind them. Yeah. But they make me feel like I didn't beat the game. Like, because okay. I don't, because I, I don't get them all. It's not 100% complete. Yeah. And okay. and that gnaws at my, in the back of my brain a little yeah, you bit. you gotta let that go. Yeah, I know. Man. I know. I do. But. I was just like, yes, the Riddler's not here yet. He's not established yet. I'm not going to see him. Like, And then I, I do a fast travel, which is fucking awesome. Dude. There's fast travel? I get game? to be in the fucking Batcave. Yeah, you get to fast travel with his Batwing plane. Okay. Like I said, it's been years. That's years, so, so there's fucking a lot great. I don't remember. Like, like, it's funny because I'm playing them back to back to back. Yeah. So, like, I didn't wait to see, like the uh the updates that they made yeah, yeah yeah and i'm seeing like the map updates that they made right because like first you have arkham asylum which you're just on this island right mm -hmm. uh then you go to arkham city you're in gotham city but they walled it off yep. so it's not too much now yep. i have all of gotham city yep. plus the fucking bat cave yep i'm so happy yeah well arkham knight happens again like Dude. The thing is, they expand on it so that the Batmobile fits in the street when you're yeah. driving it. So it's like, it's, Dude, it's incredible. Dude, I'm Batman. Yeah. I get to be Batman. Yeah. Tell you what, when you're finished with Arkham City, you have to let me know. That way I can let you borrow the Batman Arkham VR. And I'll let you borrow my headset. And that's when you truly you feel mean, like You um, mean Arkham Origins? No. Well, when you finish City. I did finish City. I meant to say Night. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah definitely meant to say night when you're when you're done with that and i'll let you borrow the batman arkham vr that's um, when i felt like batman that's awesome that's when I. did felt you like just batman. like go on top of a building and just brood that's <laughs> that's literally how it starts <laughs> um, yes but no i i've said it before it's when i turned it on um i was in my room i i had my ac blasting mm -hmm. and then i'm wearing the headset and everything and then uh they recommend that you stand when you play, so, you know, level-wise, it all makes sense. Yeah. So, as it all, like, it's black, and then as the light comes in, um, you see you're on top of the GCPD. It's raining. I feel my air conditioner, so it feels cold. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is it. 
<laughs> this is what my life has been heading towards. Yeah, this is what I've been missing. Um, my life is complete. I'm Batman. <laughs> Just yell that shit out out loud. Your your parents are like, what the fuck? I, I think my mom might have been next to me because I think this was the first time I used the VR thing. My mom wanted to see what it was like. Yeah. So I, I think she was there. But oh, in that new, moment, no one was there. The new VR there. set looks dope. What new VR set? The PlayStation VR. The new one coming out with the PS5. They nah, they they haven't revealed that yet, have they? With this, is this official or with the patent one? I saw it, the. I saw I saw something. Maybe it's not official, but it looked awesome. Oh, before I forget, August twenty second, two thousand twenty is the DC Fan Dome, a global experience. Oh wow, <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Yo, why DC got to ruin shit? Why'd they ruin it? Like, Why'd they ruin it? Let it be fandom. Let them let them have a dome with fans in it. Fucking. <laughs> fucking DC, bro. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, let's let's leave that VR. We'll get it because we're going to yeah, get into VR yeah, later. Yeah, we're going to get into it later. Um, Xbox Series S rumored to be revealed in August. Now, you were telling me that didn't make sense to you. It didn't, but then the more you mentioned it, and I was just like, I guess it does. I'm just, I don't want it to. Yeah, you just want it sooner. Yeah, just, just, just say it already. Should we talk a little bit about the, the price reveals that kind of got leaked on Amazon? Go for it. Cause, um, <clears throat> so the the X, uh, so excuse me, PlayStation Five, mm-hmm. uh, physical edition, four ninety nine ninety nine, um digital edition 399.99 which that makes sense yeah i think that's what we all ended up coming yeah coming i think around on. yeah it was it was either that or um 449.99 like yeah we were, when i remember it was just like it, they can't end it on a 50 they yeah, just can't yeah yeah so it was uh, yeah so i think we kind of you guys were right about that mm-hmm. um i think xbox might be doing what is it? Four ninety nine. I I don't know. I think Xbox is gonna be the Series X might be a little bit more expensive than the PlayStation Five. I th- I think it, I think hardware wise, it's supposed to be. Um, I think it's supposed to be like more beefy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, with that logic, you would assume that I think yeah, it, was about it would to be six hundred. Yeah, I could see it being six hundred. I I said it like when it comes to the to the Series X, I could definitely seeing it be five or six yeah um it, it all depends what they want to do if you if they want to try to try to make their money back on it they're going to want to do six if they want to try to compete they're going to have to do five but not until we know what the deal is with the series s or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. whatever lockhart is that once we know what the deal is with lockhart then we can have a better idea on yeah we can have a discussion of out. price like we did exactly. because we did like we didn't expect them to reveal the digital edition for ps5 <clears throat> right away and then they were just like fuck it we're just gonna do it well we didn't even know they had it that's the thing yeah. that was nobody expected that like it was it was a shocker right there it was like nobody saw that coming so you know that 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 kind of changed everything so now it's just like we need to know what the deal is like now it's like your move xbox yeah you know that's really what it is and uh phil spencer you know running xbox he did go on record saying, like, after he saw the PlayStation 5, uh, like, Futures game event thing, mm-hmm. he saw it, and he was just like, yeah, no, I feel real good about our Xbox stuff. Everyone's like, okay, 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 Oh, Phil. damn. Okay, Phil Spencer. Like, what do you mean? He's like, I really feel good about it. 
Uh, okay. All right. Oh, bring it, man. Shit. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let's do it. Because um, as much as I like the PS4 more than I like the Xbox, I'm a fan of video games, man. I know. So it's like I want everybody to do well at all times. So it's like yeah, because you're the one who gets to play everything. Yeah. Well, I don't always play everything. No, I. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, because you have both now, and you played yeah. Best of Both Worlds. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And then so so you're the one again. Competition. You're the yep. one who's going to benefit the most. Yeah. You know, but even then, it's like I look at um, I look at like PC. Like perfect example is um, what's the what's the the, the big game on that's on Switch that everybody's playing? Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing ain't for me. No, I, I'm never gonna b- play that game. But the all the news that it's made, all everything that that interests me, just because I'm such a big fan of the yeah. industry. So it's like I look at that. I'm just like that fascinates me. Whether or not I like the game doesn't matter. Just what it's doing. Uh, moving forward, same thing with Fortnite. I don't like Fortnite, but what Fortnite has brought to the table is something I never would have fathomed in the past. Yeah. Like it's 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 gone beyond video games because it's Fortnite has been made before. Like this is not a new concept of a game. Yes, but that's not even it. Uh, with me, it's the whole not even the gameplay. It's the all the other things they've done in Fortnite. No, no, Fortnite I understand a, that. Yeah. So they took the, the like the battle royale concept yeah. and they took it to another level, right? They they innovated with it. Yeah. With the, I mean what, that's all well and good, but like I said, my my thing is the fact that they do concerts in Fortnite. That they that they revealed Marvel's Endgame in Fortnite. Like the trailer, I think. Like they do. Fortnite has really? transcended video games. Oh, that's wow. why. That's why it's important. It's impressive me. Yeah, the video game aspect of it is all great. To me, it's these other things that they do in Fortnite. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that the fact that this video game is like kids when they were younger, like, oh, what are you gonna do Friday? Oh, I'm gonna go hang out at the mall. Nowadays, kids are like, oh, what are you gonna do? Oh, let's go on Fortnite and hang out. It's not even like let's go and beat the game. It's like no, this is where they hang out. This is where they gather. Yeah. That's what Fortnite has become. It's it's transcended video games. It's already. become like a uh, uh, like a battle royale. Wow, right? Yeah. World of Warcraft type yeah. where you can kind of meet people and yeah, it's like a chat room yeah. too. It, you know, it's 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 crazy how it's done that. And Animal Crossing, where you have Gary Wood as Animal Talking, where he has a legitimate talk show mm-hmm. on Animal Crossing, and Danny Trejo is like on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Trail, <laughs> wow, yeah, man, it's it's just it's incredible. It's incredible. That's craziness. <laughs> um, Xbox um, is having a week long summer game fest demo event with over sixty games um, from July from Tuesday, July twenty first to Monday, July twenty seventh. Um, it there will be showing games for both I think Xbox One and Series X maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it should be. And this is a <clears throat> so this is so people can play games since um, they haven't they haven't had E three, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it's uh, this is meant to act as a replacement for an mm-hmm. in person demo event like E three packs or. Uh, Gamescom, yep. um, all which were canceled due to COVID nineteen. Um, so they were they're recreating this type of um, event online for 
the gamers, uh, yeah. for their fans. So I think that's really important. I think that's great that they're doing that. Absolutely. Like, this is something that has been talked about happening potentially for years. Yeah. Um, before even Corona was a yeah, thought. Yeah, before Corona ever, yeah, was a thing. Um, so E3 originally was for people who worked in the industry. So people who worked in video gaming, people who covered gaming news and stuff like that, they would all go to E3. They would do the demos. And then just, what is it, two, three years ago, E3 was opened up to the public to be more like a PAX. Yeah. So you got to go and you get to you got to get hands-on in some stuff, but everybody flocked to it. There was long lines. A lot of times, if it's a big enough game, you would spend the entire day waiting on one line to play a few minutes of one game, and that was your day. So it's like people talked about, I was like, what if they did do some type of online thing where maybe there was a virtual queue and then you do this or whatever. It's like, how would they go about doing this? And it looks like um, because of Corona, it almost, in a sense, forced their hand to do this. Yeah. And I'm I, this is one of those things where, once again, video game industry, this fascinates me because I really hope that this works because this is something where I don't expect it to be great. Um, but I do hope it's good enough that when it, when we're all good eventually with this whole pandemic thing and people can go back out, I want it to be a thing where you could still do this. I want them to yes. improve and, and innovate on, up upon this. See, I think now that you they got forced to do things online, yeah. once things get back to normal, they're going to have both options because yeah. they could make double the money, right? For the people who want to be there live and can afford the plane tickets, hotels, and the days off work, good for you. Go ahead. For the people who can't or don't or can't travel or whatnot, whatever their issue may be, hey, you get to be a part of this as well. You yeah. can do it online. And that Which is fantastic amazing. because it's more inclusive. Yep. And then you're just also getting more um, eyes on the game. You're getting more play. You're getting more feedback. You're just getting more of everything right so the more you include people the more it helps you as a company so absolutely and this i i listened to this i think it was on the kind of funny games daily podcast um i'm pretty sure it was imran khan who said this who's just a video game genius and imran was saying um it's i if it was him um Um, looks like Dan froze. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. You froze to me. You you probably got recorded on the. Okay, it's it's good. Um, no, what I was saying was um, give credit to Imran because he's cool, and uh, (laughs) so if it was him that said it, um, it's cool because a lot of these games aren't ready, obviously, because this is taking place of E three, so. These are games that you could potentially be playing the demo for, but the game itself won't come out for another two, maybe three or four years. Yeah. So they're still working on it, obviously. So when you play the game, like you're playing this game, they're going to tell you, hey, you can't judge it upon this or that because it's not the finished product. You're playing it online through streaming, so it all depends on your internet connection as well if that is the case and all these other things but then you could see in a couple years like how that game evolved Mm -hmm. and that's not something that the average person gets to see you get to you get to play a game before it's ready and then see it evolve later on i think that's fascinating um and that's something i'm looking forward to doing yeah uh yeah we'll see uh well hopefully it works out it's something i definitely want to try 
And uh, another thing I want to bring up uh, news-wise is the Devolver Digital Direct event is happening. Um, Eslam, I don't think you've seen any of these. No, I have not. All right, so Devolver Digital, they're going to have their Direct on the 11th of this month, July. That is something I'm looking forward to, and it probably is my personal favorite um, like conference slash direct or whatever every year um, <coughs> since we've been following the E3 thing. Yeah. Now, it's not one of the major ones, but uh, so I've mentioned it before in the past, where Devolver Digital is a company that is a parody of other companies. Uh, so the very first time they did one of these um, like uh, press conference things, they had this woman come on, Nina Struthers, who is the president of Devolver Digital. And she goes out there, and like other video game conferences like we've all seen, they go out there, they talk about the future of gaming, they talk about upcoming games, this, that, and the other. But since she is a parody, and she is not really the president, she is just an actor who was hired to pretend to be president of Devolver Digital. <laughs> And she goes out there, and the whole thing is a parody, where she goes out and she says things like, and we're going to talk about the future of gaming, and the future's futures, futures, future, futures, and stuff like that. And the whole thing is just her doing whatever, and then they would cut to the crowds in the audience, and they were just playing, like, these same, like, stock video things over and over again. Yeah. And it's just, like, you'll see, like, a father, like, eating popcorn with his child. Like, why are they eating popcorn? Why is there a child there? <laughs> And these conferences involve a lot of blood and death, and it's just, it's hilarious. And the thing is, there's an, there's an actual story arc that's been going on every year at every conference. So the first one is Nina Struthers. She's going out. She's doing stuff. She gets, a crowd, she gets somebody from the crowd to try out this, this one game that they're inventing that you literally throw money at your screen and that's the game like <laughs> you just take your money and you throw it into your computer and it absorbs it and um nice, nice. and then this one guy he gets a little too close and the thing eats his arm <laughs> and she just continues going while there's blood all over him the guy's bleeding out and then you have people in like um what's it called the mocap suits okay. there's people just wearing mocap suits that run out on stage and just like pull them off the stage <laughs> in the background so it's like all these great things at the end of it i think she had a like a brain aneurysm and died mm -hmm. Um, because she just was getting obsessed with the whole the future of gaming and it's funny because she's cursing at people the whole time at one point the audience is like clapping she's like all right you can calm down they keep on going she pulls out a gun start. she was like i told you all to relax <laughs> <laughs> nice so i love these conferences the, that was the first one the second one they they brought her back from the from the dead nice and uh so she did another one and they do actually talk about video games on these believe it or not okay uh like they have one of my favorite games golf story was nice. shown off there so th they have stuff like that last year though because um playstation decided to go the nintendo direct route and nintendo's been doing it they decided to do directs for the first time last year where they tried to uh kind of emulate a robocop situation where nina struthers is now like a robocop okay and they had other people trying to take over and it, and it was like this whole thing where it's like people tried to take over devolver digital and nina struthers was being like she was restrained to this thing and she was like robocop nina and it was like this whole thing so it's like the story is going to continue on the 11th i don't know where it's going to go next but i'm very much looking forward to it dude um, that sounds amazing yeah for anybody who hasn't um seen this if you get a chance go back and just watch them um yeah they're video game conferences but there's 
so much weird things that come out of it and they they got a, a phrase out of it like they even said it on their twitter thing i think it was hashtag check a look where she literally i think she screwed up in the middle of acting she was like all right here's a new game coming out i want you all to check a look yeah. and everyone's like all right check a look became a thing <laughs> <laughs> check a look so yeah just check a look yeah, so um, i say check it out take a look check a look you know yeah, you, check you, a look you kind of combining both phrases yeah because that's how important it is that yeah, it you, is. you pay attention to this you yeah. gotta check a look you know? but, I, but I'm telling you man these things are great and then when you see the people in the audience you'll see something stupid like there'll be somebody like eating ice cream and then he drops it on a shirt and then they'll just cut back to her speaking it's just like all this dumb crap but um, very much looking forward to uh, what they're going to bring to the table this year and another thing I want to mention is I completely missed this uh, the PS5 Futures event that, they, that there was like a few weeks ago where they had different um, people coming on from different video game studios they come out and they talk about games or whatever they actually had the actress Nina Struthers <laughs> on there representing Devolver Digital, like nice. if she was real. And everybody says something, and I think when they cut to her, all she did was say like, "Yes, the future of gaming" or something like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So it was still like tongue in cheek, and that's what this video game company is like all about, which which I love. Um, yeah, they're bringing a little bit of uh, rustling to the video game world. I guess, yeah. I, d- I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, um, yeah, man. So the eleventh devolver digital direct everybody check a look check a look um next gen game pricing is going up now this is something me and you talked about like um especially since i started playing games and seeing how and i think this it kind of clicked with me with star wars um uh jedi fallen order yes and i was like this game should be way more than 60 bucks yeah and next gen gaming for PS5 and Xbox Series X, uh, game prices are going to raise up $10, no, which I think makes game. a lot of sense, right? Yes. Um, this the $60 game uh, uh, price tag has been here for two generations. That's like a, a decade and a bit more, like a little bit more than a decade, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a decent amount. So I think it's it's fair for the gaming company, especially with the new tech they're pushing out. Uh, the the higher resolution gaming, the 4K, the all the technology that you're getting, all the new um, in-depth stories that you're getting that they have to work on for hours and hours. Um, I think ten bucks hires is such a fair price, and and we're the ones that are actually lucky um, because they these games should be worth more than yeah. seventy bucks. Yeah. But you know, uh, so. They're they're yeah. they're trying to keep it as low as possible, and I get that. Uh, but for next gen games, seventy bucks is kind of like, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, we talked about this. It wasn't on the podcast. I think it was just a regular conversation we were having, right? Yeah, may, we might have mentioned it on the podcast here yeah. and there. I don't remember. But um, that's one of those things. Where I mean, I, we've I, done more than two hundred of these. You know, go check that you out. You start losing track of what's recorded and yeah. what's just a regular yeah. thing. Um, but, um, no, cause I, I remember saying to you, I was like, Hey, how, how do you think this thing? And that's when I brought it to you. And like you said, around that time you were playing star Wars and you, you got it. Like you understood what I was saying. Cause there's been a few people I've said that to over the years. And I was, they're just like, no, I don't want to pay more. Like, no, it's not about you wanting to pay more. I mean, it's about should they cost more? Yeah. And, um, obviously no one wants to pay more. Yeah. I, I, if I could get all this for free, I would, Yeah. you know, but at the same time, it's like, 
I, I mentioned it with uh with The Last of Us. Once again, I don't know if I said this on recording or not, but um Naughty Dog, where I've played uh, a bunch of their games and I always got good deals on them. So, like uh the Uncharted uh Nathan Drake collection mm-hmm. is how I play the Uncharted games. That's three Uncharted games, one, two, and three. Um, I got them all bundled together for sixty dollars total. Mm-hmm. So right there, they're at a loss because I got it for sixty dollars. I got Arkham. I mean, I know that's a last gen game, mm-hmm. right? But I got Arkham Asylum and Arkham City remastered. Yeah, bundled for ten bucks. Yeah, that's bananas. Yeah, th- yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's it's a great deal for you. And yeah, you no, got it's to fantastic. Support it but- and and you know the studios are happy that you're getting to experience something that they worked hard on. But as a consumer, not everybody feels this way, but you're almost just like, they deserve more than this. They deserve more than really what I paid do. for this. So when it, when it came, like I said, I, so I got Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 for 60 bucks. I paid full price for Uncharted 4. So that was the only full price game I paid. Uh, Last of Us Part 1, I got bundled with the PS4, which I just gave to you. Um, so that came with my PS4. So I didn't even have to pay for that. I got Last of Us for free, which is just sad. <laughs> and then when Last of Us 2 came out, I, I paid 80 uh, yeah. I got, like, the extended thing because I was like, I've played, like, five of their games, and I paid full price for only one of those. <clears throat> so it's like, yeah, I'm going to pay more for this one. They, they've yeah. earned that. And and then I I finally finished Last of Us Part 2, and 80 is not enough. Um, <laughs> it, they, they deserve a lot more. Yeah, I know. You were telling me a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. you can mention on here. It's non spoiler. You guys don't have to worry. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Yeah. I'm not rusty. Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> damn, we thought he was better, Rudy too. <laughs> he, he, he lost that nickname quick. <laughs> but, what was um, it like? Three episodes? I think so, man. <clears throat> we should. You know, we can't call him better, Rudy. Now we gotta call him just Rusty. <laughs> just Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Oh man, but um, but no, yeah, so last of us man i finished it and my god my god uh like i told eslam it's it's one of those things where it's uh it's like when you read a good book you watch a good movie something that makes you think and makes you feel and i know that's a everybody says that about everything but last of us really is one of those things where the symbolism in the game the um the interpretations of different things and Everybody who's played this game has walked away taking something different. From yeah. It. And the conversations that come out of it, it really, it's so great. They make you think. It's like I've listened to a few podcasts. Mind you, I finished this game at like 3.30 in the morning. Um, afterward, I couldn't sleep. I literally, the credits were playing. I just sat there just staring at the credits, like <laughs> thinking about everything that just happened. I yeah. was like, this is incredible. Yeah. And first thing I did, I was like, I should have gone to sleep. I didn't. I just started listening to the podcast that I've been piling up that talk about spoilers for Last of Us that I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm. I listened to like three podcasts in a row that nice. were like two hours each, and I just wanted to hear more and gain more. And they talk about people who were in the game, people like uh, Laura Bailey, people like um, Ashley Johnson, Travis, uh, Travis Park, Travis. Oh my God, I forgot his name. <laughs> but uh, the guy who plays Joel, I'm so upset with myself that I can't remember his last name. Uh, and Neil Druckmann, the director, and everybody else that worked on it. And hearing like uh, the process of how they were making the game and everything that went through it, the emotions that went through it, and I was like, my God, like, yeah. this is a masterpiece. Like, it's incredible. And it, cost, it costs a lot more than 80. Yeah, it should. <laughs> you know, it's, um, yeah, man, it just it takes you on a ride. 
And it's not Travis. Travis is Travis Willingham, I believe, is his last name, who's married to Laura Bailey, who's also a voice actor, who's not in this game. Yeah. I was thinking of Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Okay. He's, he's, the, he's the voice of, uh, of Joel. But, yeah, Troy Baker. They all put on great performances. Everybody involved did a great job. And, uh, yeah, man, that is – if, it, if yep. it doesn't win Game of the Year, that would be very surprising. I, I can't wait because <clears throat> I got – I finally got the PS4 from you today, mm-hmm. so I'm super excited about set it up. Um, Dude, I'm excited for you. I know. I already ordered Last of Us, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go pick it up on Sunday from Best Buy. That shit better be ready. Yeah. Best Buy. I'm going to tell you right now, oh, you got the remastered. Yeah, because it's for PS4. So um, yeah, definitely play Left Behind when you're finished. Okay. Definitely do that. Will do. <clears throat> so actually, for Arkham City, I played Harley Quinn's Revenge. Which, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, yes, was super excited with that because I got to play as uh, uh, Tim Drake. Yes, uh, and I and I played with his Red Robin skin. I was like, booyah! I never really messed with the skins. Yeah, because they threw me out of the game. Like, there's you get to some skins that kind of just look ridiculous. Or red robin like, actually fit perfectly in that game okay yeah i don't even remember to be honest with you yeah, what yeah. the red robin one looked like but there's a few where it's just like you could play as batman the animated series batman yeah that like, was weird i, was like, I played as like i love that batman but yeah. that doesn't fit i played the the only one for me that fit was the um i mean i know he's a little older but i played um dark knight returns batman that mm-hmm. was pretty that was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't I, I it's one of those things where it's just I don't know, it's it doesn't make sense to me story wise, so it throws me off. Like I in one of them they have the Batman Beyond Batman. Yeah, yeah, I played as him for a turn. Did that too. Too. And, yeah. yeah, it's another one, it's like it just doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, that one I didn't enjoy as much. Um yeah. but Dark Knight Returns was pretty good and then I just played as the regular Batman for yeah, the rest it, of it. It just it makes more Red it, Robin the, I, I liked Red Robin more than the Robin they made. Because I didn't the like Robin his they little... Made, ha- the Robin they made was, um, unless I'm mistaken, it's... What's his name from Batman Forever? That's what it looks like to me. Oh. No, but I just didn't like his little Robin Hood cape. Oh, that's right. He had the little hood. Yeah, that shit was so stupid. That When I see the hood, I think of Damien. Yeah, I know. So it's like... But it's, like it's with Damien, at least he has like... It's it's well, Damien is just a hood, right? He doesn't have like a cape, or he does have a cape. Yeah, he has a cape. It's a hooded cape. But it's a long one, though, right? I mean, he's little. Well, so yeah, it's like but it's, it's like for him. for him, it's like his whole body. Well, that's the problem. This is Tim Drake stealing Damien's cape. Oh, really? No, I'm just saying okay. that's what it looks like. Oh, okay. Because it's yeah, short okay. on him. Yeah, and no, it's the that hood. shit was up to like he's his... like, yo, Damien, let me get this. Mine's at the dry cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I did not like that at all. Like he looked, the rest of him was cool. The rest of the suit was cool. I just didn't like that short cape. I was like, this is stupid. I was like, just, I just I, like, so I just played the Red Robin skin, and I was like, this is great. I can't mess with Tim Drake with a buzz cut. Oh, that I didn't see th- what he looked like under. Yeah, I, maybe it's not this game, but one of the games, it's like he has a buzz cut. I'm yeah. like, Tim Drake. Tim Drake always has hair. Yeah, he always has hair. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed playing as Robin. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. oh my God, VR. Let's get into VR real quick. Let's get into VR. Let's get into VR. Um, literally. Uh, so VR, is it going to be a necessity moving forward for video mm-hmm. games? Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> especially some during something like quarantine, not just video games in in life in general, I think. Mm-hmm. Um during like a pandemic like this or an airborne virus or whatnot, I think VR is going to become uh a very uh sought out technology and I think we're going to start seeing a boost in uh a, we're going to start seeing a boost how do I, how, how do I want to word this? Um, Remember Boost Mobile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong boost, but we're going to start seeing a boost in... What, like VR sales? Not VR sales, in, in like it's attention, it's... Um, VR... Uh, um, I, don't, I don't even know how I want to... Yeah, I think I know what you're trying to say. Like, I don't... Yeah, I like know. Like I said, my brain, my brain's working at ten percent. Yeah, like for that. some reason, well, my <laughs> brain never works. So, um, but yeah, VR is going to become very uh, sought out mm-hmm. in the future by all companies, um, because now once like quarantine happened, like um, Chrome released this um, plugin called Scener, mm-hmm. and you open up like this, uh, so you get to open up your Netflix webpage with like your camera, and then you can invite people, and then you're all watching the same netflix show together or hbo show together or whatever um and then it's kind of like a like a like a conference call but you're all watching netflix right Mm -hmm. and it's it's cool because like i use it with my girlfriend we're watching avatar together and um and and i saw um what is is it called quest what i forgot the vr thing oculus quest oculus um yeah, I've, I've been a on while, the fence on whether or not I want to pick that up. Yeah, uh, a while back they came out with like a virtual theater, right? So you kind of like you you see your avatar. Obviously, it's not you; it's like an avatar. Yeah. And then if you're with another person, their avatar is next to you, and then you're actually like seeing like a, a a screen, like a theater screen. Yeah. And then you're watching, and then if you look to your right, you can see the avatar of the person you're watching it with, and then you can kind of talk to them, right? Because you have, like, your headset in and stuff like that, so it's like you're in a movie theater, um, and things yeah, like cool that. It's a concept, but I don't know how I feel about it at the same well, time. Well, I'm, I'm talking about it's going to be important for times like these, mm-hmm. and I think times like these is going to what pushes this technology forward, and then we can see... Um, different aspects like i know vr is starting to get used in architecture yeah. um th- using 3d modeling of like rooms and stuff and then you're, you can walk a client through like a room uh yeah. that you're designing and stuff like that so there's going to be a lot of different applications yeah, in, the, in the medical field too even probably right you can do um virtual surgeries yeah right to train I, 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 yeah at the very least like for training yeah up and coming like I'm saying up and coming like they're athletes. Yeah. Like uh like uh newer <laughs> doctors and nurses. <laughs> this ju- it's what? coming in for surgery, number fourteen. Yo, what number <laughs> in the draft was he? <laughs> in the surgical draft. Oh man. Um <laughs> we need a suture. <laughs> you need to draft a suture. Oh um, man. <laughs> <laughs> a medical draft bro. oh man we, oh, we, we we gotta do something with this oh yeah we gotta take this idea and do something um but yeah i it just i think so iron man vr did you get to were you able to see that um i i, I remember i haven't seen anything recent i saw like the old stuff they did about it it's 
it's Iron Man. So yeah, you yeah. know, you know, with me, it's 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 like, eh. but eh. things like that, things like um, using like, VR in um, yeah. a I'm game. I'm definitely like, gonna check it out eventually. <clears throat> using VR in a game like Star Wars Squadron, being in the cockpit would be pretty cool. I remember yeah. using VR in that. Um, I think it's like a like a robot fighting game, or uh, a flying game. I don't know. It was uh, it was kind of like a space thing where I, I was looking around and I there's think, a there's a few yeah. yeah there's there's a lot the ones that like sit you in a cockpit or something like that or in some type of seat yeah to me that makes the most sense those are also the ones that make me the most motion sick yeah I know but that that's a whole other yeah, thing yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's gonna be interesting to see how VR is gonna get used now VR would be perfect for first person. Uh, right. Whether it's a first-person shooter, first-person whatever, kind of like um, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Well, my thing is the there was the one VR game that came out a while ago. Um, what is it called? Moss, I think, which I always thought was interesting. It's first and third person where you're controlling two different things, which uh, I, I have yet to play it, and I f- hate myself for saying that. But um, it's... You're like uh, you play as this little mouse, and uh, unless I'm mistaken, that on your controller that would be like the left analog stick. <clears throat> so okay. you're controlling this mouse who's running around doing things, and he's a mouse like with a sword and he fights things or whatever. So you're controlling this mouse, but then your headset, you yourself, is like this god <clears throat> that <laughs> that assists the mouse going on these adventures. So yeah, like you'll you could do something like you look at it, and I think you would interact with it. Maybe let's say with the right stick. And then you would look at what you need to look at, and then you interact with it that way. And then with the left stick, you're controlling the mouse. So it's like you would have to do these two things at once. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's something you, they I want to see more of. Turns out it's just a scientist and a mouse. Maybe you know, but um, but uh, it's like because it's almost like the first person thing's a given. Yeah. You know, it's a given. Uh, and then it's like I, I kind of. It's still interesting, obviously, but I want to see what else I could do with it. And then this game, like Moss, is like okay, this is is yeah. kind of like turning it uh, turning it on its head, you know? Like this seems cool. Like I want to see more innovation like that. But um, and I think this is a time where the technology is needed more to connect people. You're mm-hmm. gonna see some stuff like that, or people are gonna pay attention to VR more, right? Yeah, because. People aren't really paying attention to VR as much because the technology is not as developed or it's uh, super expensive. Not everybody could get it. Um, There's not much game development for it, at least in the gaming world. Um, There might be development for it in other fields. It's Um, it's mostly PC stuff. Like if you want a good VR headset, you have to have a crazy expensive PC that can run it. Yeah, and then you need a crazy expensive. That's another thing, right? They haven't figured out how to uh, run it efficiently yet with anything you know Uh, that's why oculus quest is such a big deal because quest is the closest yeah uh to something like that where you wouldn't need a pc but they also added uh this tether where if it's like a a really heavy duty thing you could connect it to a pc if you do have a high-end heavy duty pc but um if you don't you could still do a lot of the cool experiences with just the wireless quest headset anyway like i said quest is something i've been looking into trying to get for a while but um, I, don't know, I I barely use my PSVR, and that's I I do enjoy it very much. It's just yeah, you know, it's it's just a lot. Also, you know? um, I think one of the, I think a perfect platform to be jumping on VRs uh, or a game is uh, Dreams. Uh, now we've talked about this game before, um, in a past episode, 
I don't know. It's just I feel like dreams is like so when I when I see like VR and uh, these other like I think Oculus and stuff they have like these two sticks where people draw in like 3D mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They use paintbrush and they're drawing in 3D and stuff like that. They make this mm-hmm. 3D art within VR, and I'm just like once I heard dreams is moving to that, and I, that's the first thing that pops into my head. So now you can you you're gonna be able to play games that people have made within vr um for uh, within dreams for vr and then you might be able to create games via vr in the game right and i think that's where we're gonna see like innovations like that game you just mentioned um with other and then that could lead into future developed games from Mm -hmm. big companies you know taking those ideas or buying them out or whatnot yeah man um the future of vr is very interesting it's something that's been discussed for a very long time now in the world of gaming it's it's weird though it's like you want it to be that next step like it, when it first came out especially uh, on playstation and it started showing up in other places but like playstation you know it was all around the same time a lot of people looked at it as a gimmick yeah where yeah. they looked at it and was like all right is this another you know playstation move is this another connect like xbox or yeah. you know is this another vita or is this something that they're going to try and then oh, okay it doesn't work we're going to abandon it and just go with what works and it looks like playstation's not doing it, it looks like playstation's like no we want this to work we want this to be a thing going forward so we're going to try to push it and then you have people like xbox who are just like hey vr is great but that's not where we're at right now uh, maybe going to the next gen, they they might change their opinion on that. But as of right now, that's where they're at. They're like, it's a great thing, but it's not for us. We want to focus on what we have now. And I feel like both uh, both examples are are perfectly fine. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's weird because it's like the sad thing is I feel like VR, in order for it to really be considered like the future of gaming, it needs to come out with this killer app. It has to come out with a game that shuts everyone up. It's like no. This is it. And everybody thought that they were going to get that with um, oh, the game that just that came out on. Ah, oh, man. It's it's something Alice. Uh, yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah. But um, this game, it's like it, it was this thing uh, that uh, people loved. Down the rabbit hole? No, definitely not it. Type in VR Alice. Yes, that's what I put. Type in VR Alice. <laughs> no, um. Type in man, I don't Alice know. in VR. Not at all. Nope. No. Okay. It's it's this other game that. What's the name of the studio? <laughs> That's what's killing me. Okay, look up Steam. Steam is made by. Who makes Steam? I'm telling you, man. Uh, my brain is my brain is done right now. I know. Steam Gaming. I got you. Give me a minute. Yeah, but here, all um, every time I look it up, it's just the game is called Alice VR. Yeah, that's not the game, though. Okay. Okay, so Steam is a gaming platform where you play PC gaming. Okay, I don't know where you're going with this. I got you. Give me a minute. You, you speak. Yeah, okay, so... So my next question is, is kind of like, what do you want the future of VR to be? You know what I mean? Um, In the sense of, we can talk about like, 
things like Black Mirror, you know how they have their VR where you kind of put that chip on your brain and you kind of get thrown into the game and you can kind of feel everything. Yeah. Obviously, we're nowhere near that type of technology. Um, but you, you, you can at least get immersed with your um, hearing and vision, right? Your senses. Um, because they can play with uh, noise and how it tracks right to left. Because they do that now in games, right? You're, the noise tracks on uh, right or left depending on where the enemy is coming from. Or, um, and then when you turn to look Half-Life towards, Alex, I'm sorry. Half-Life Alice or Alex? Alex. It's just, oh. it's it's not, uh, it's Alex and it's spelled weird on top of that too. It's okay. A-L-Y-X. Um, Half-Life, sorry to cut you off as long. Real no, quick. it's all good. Half-Life was, when it came out, it was like it changed the world of gaming. Um, it was it was a uh, it's a first person shooter. I think that when it dropped, it changed everything. They came out with two games. I think it was, and this is years ago, back in the day. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is the future of gaming. This is great. When's the next game going to drop?" And they just didn't make it. And yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, we need to know more. What's going on?" And then they announced Half Life Alex where boom they're doing it and they're going to do it in vr so everyone's like this is it this is the killer app this is what vr needs yeah and they it's on the htc vive and uh all these other things and they i forgot which vr platform it was but they have this thing where it's like it it controls your actual it's called the index Mm -hmm. where it, it it sees all your fingers nice specifically in vr and everything works the the way you would think it were it would work. So it's like if you see like this random rock on the ground, you can pick it up, throw it. Yeah. Like you could just in- interact with everything. Nice. Excuse me. So that came out. It was supposed to change the world, and that didn't do it. Yeah. That I mean, it was great for what it was, but it didn't get people talking the way everybody assumed it was. So when that happened, a lot of people were kind of just like, "All right, so if this couldn't get it done, what can?" Yeah. So that's the question, right? What you is know? needed? Um, what does VR need to be for it yeah. to be successful in the gaming industry, right? It's like, so so that game is like, maybe it just didn't have the story that needed to attract people. Or like, how do you make a story that, like, as a gamer, right? You just played <clears throat> Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm guessing that you felt immersed in the game. Right, you didn't need the VR headset to be immersed or emotionally tied to the game yeah. because of the story, the scenes that they showed, and you know it's kind of like watching a movie and um, or a show and being emotionally attached to characters or mm-hmm. like what's going on. So we could already do that by just watching it on a screen, right? So what the question is like, what is needed for VR to jump that level so you could be like okay now i need every game to be in vr mm-hmm. right this is this is it this is what i this is what i've been missing and now it's like okay i need games to be in vr now i don't know man um personally i don't think that's ever going to be the case um because i feel like it's it's going to be an extension but not like a not like a secondary thing i feel like it's just going to be I, I the same way I like TV shows and I like movies. Mm-hmm. I like traditional video games and I like VR games. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be like that. Where I, I feel like it, if it needs to, if you need that VR immersion, it should be there. But for a game like Last of Us, if it wasn't VR, that would have to me taken away from the experience. 
but but Last of Us wasn't designed for VR. So I'm talking That's what about I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about like what needs to happen because you like oh this game lets you uh, tracks your fingers and lets you pick up rocks and interact with your um, yeah. surroundings and stuff like that. Like what what does VR need to become that it's kind of like now everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. So because right now people who are into vr are really into vr right they're like deep like whether it's good or bad they're like i'm all in yeah like i want vr because right so it's for vr it's black and white right there's there's not a lot of gray right now Mm. so what is it going to take for for there to be the gray right yeah is it like it's a tough one is it like gloves that you put on and then that adds like a a a third sense of like touch right so mm-hmm. you know how you have your dual shock or dual sense where you're kind of uh you know uh since this is le- the game i've been playing recently when in batman when you're kind of use the the claw hook the and then you you shoot it to grab onto yeah. a um a you grate yeah. and then you're pulling it like that shock like you kind of feel like a yeah, sense of rumble. like it being yeah, yeah like you kind of like it immerses you into the game you feel like you're actually pulling it but so do you do you develop gloves where it kind of messes with your sense of touch like with little uh, vibrations or whatnot um what do these gloves look like are they going to be super clunky do they have like this material that can like send these like sensations into your fingertips that you can feel um and then you can kind of like you know and then does that make boxing games interesting does that make fighting games interesting right Mm -hmm. because then you can like kind of feel like a feedback of your fist hitting something it's just sort of just like swinging into the air right yeah um i think that's all like things to talk about it's like since you want to immerse the person in vr it's like how do you bring the senses into vr i think that's Mm -hmm. the the starting point of getting like a a good vr um like game or experience right because they they got you with two senses right visual and then like sound Mm -hmm. now they kind of need to get like touch and then i don't know maybe smell but you know you're not gonna get taste in there right because you're not gonna be licking anything (laughs) that'd be weird Um, hey man if you want to do it right (laughs) but like yeah i think the next sense that they should try to bring into vr um is touch um and then uh smell is one of those things that they've talked about it in the past yeah uh when when xbox one was coming out they were talking about how to innovate their controller yeah one of the things that they had brought up was what if they did incorporate the sense of smell into a controller and they discussed it a little bit where they're just like let's say uh there's a part of the game where you're in a burning house and then the controller emit the smell of like you know like burning or something like that or stuff like that or you're shooting a gun you can smell the gunpowder and it's one of those things where it's just like personally i wouldn't like that in vr or in normal stuff like i wouldn't want that sense of smell there that makes sense because i i don't know how it would work because also you'd need to get cartridges for these preloaded smells right because how else is the controller going to create these smells yeah 
And you, after a while, you have to imagine it's not going to smell the way it's supposed to smell. It's yeah. Um, is, it, is it sanitary at that point? Yeah, is like, it healthy? Yeah. You um, know. How are they making these smells? I guess yeah. smell isn't the thing that. W- yeah. But I think like visual, audio, and touch are like the yeah. your most important. Oh yeah, T- touch has to be the the, the next thing. Yeah, I think visual. Sure. If you if you can kind of like get a perfect, uh, not perfect, but if you can get like a working harmony of visual, mm. audio, and touch uh to work together and then create a game around that i think yeah. it would be amazing i mean and i think yes. i think fighting could be that 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 oh it could be th- amazing like yeah. a boxing game and, and vr is fan i mean they have the creed vr yeah um but it's one of those things where honestly to me it has to be affordable um well, yeah, and it has to be, be yeah. Yeah, it has to be affordable and it has to be seamless where you don't want to have to have, I the way I see it So that's I, on the checklist, right? So you 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 want the these three senses to properly immerse. Yeah. Right? Affordability. Yeah. And then uh like, seamless play. Seamlessness, yeah. Where it's not just I mean seamless play, but I mean a seamless transition into VR as well. Yes. Where it's just like, uh, for me, who has someone who has PlayStation VR, and I never necessarily had motion sickness issues, and but I do when I play VR. And it's one of those things where it's like, it almost feels like you have to get your VR legs to get in there. <laughs> and, um, and I don't play enough VR to have VR legs. So every time I jump in there, it's like, I literally take Dramamine. I know I'm going to have motion sickness. I know I'm going to feel like crap. So it's just like, do I really want to go through all that? And that could be PlayStation VR not being as as high level as, let's say, the Oculus would be or the HTC Vive on a much higher scale. Yeah. So that would be more seamless, but it's not affordable. Yes, exactly. Or it would be the type of gameplay where it's just like you want it to be. So how is it that you could go in an elevator? This is something a lot of people mention. If you go in an elevator in VR or you're going up and down on those levels, you see it happening. Your body doesn't feel it. Your brain thinks it. That screws you. And how do you? Ah, how can you do yes, that? Yes, 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 yes. How can you do that and make that seamless? It's like visual. It's kind of like that optical illusion, you know, exactly. when you're kind of like sitting on a train and another train's moving, but yep. you think you're moving. Yep. And that kind of like messes with you for a second until your eyes catches up, until your brain catches up with what it's yep. seeing, n- and not what it thinks it's seeing, and then yeah. you kind of yeah. So that's uh, again. So so we got like seven things on a checklist, yeah. right? Those and those things like. Those are not things that are all going to happen at once. No, of course not. You know, so yeah. it's like, it's like y- you have to you have to take what you can. And I definitely want to keep supporting VR, but I'm not showing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. not buying that many VR games. I bought a few here and there. There's a few games I bought, never even touched. I just bought them because I wanted to play them. Yeah. And I just haven't gotten around to it. And um, yeah, man, it's just it's something I want to work. The reason why I bought PSVR day one is I want to support it. I want it to be the future. I want it to work. Yes. But it's it ain't there yet for me. Mm-hmm. It's an it's an enjoyable experience. I don't want it to be an experience. I want it to be a platform. Yeah. That's that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, maybe like in two or three gens, like they have PlayStation physical edition, digital edition, and then they have a PlayStation VR edition. Hopefully, but I would not be surprised if I'm. I guarantee they're working on the PSVR too. I guarantee yeah, they're I'm sure working on it. It's going to come out with this gen. That's the thing. I guarantee they're working on it. Yeah. I cannot guarantee it's coming. 
I don't that, know. I th- that's I that's think my it, only issue. I, think they, I hope I'm wrong. Because PSVR came out with what? PS3 or PS4? Four. Okay. It came out on PS4, but it was weird. It it, it had the same issues with the Vita. Uh-huh. The Vita came out during the PS3 era, and then they made it compatible with the PS4. And because it was it was old tech working with newer tech, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Right now, VR is in that same boat when okay. PS5 drops. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm sure they're going to try to make it. I'm sure they're going to try to make current VR work on the PS5. Uh huh. But it's is it going to work well, yeah. or is it going to be even less seamless now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Hey man, I, I think this is a good starting conversation. Um, yeah. I think um, our checklist is decent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not easy. No, not at all. Um, just just being able to get over like the visual um, trickery that the brain is seeing, <clears throat> but the the body isn't feeling mm-hmm. is going to be a tough. A, a yeah. tough thing to kind of get over it's yeah. it's like what is that what is it like uh, this is has to be studied obviously yeah, absolutely. so it's like what how can you remedy that it's going to be a very difficult uh thing but hey that's what scientists are for scientists get into the gaming business yeah. fuck all this pandemic shit and there's more important and, things to do and scientists where's my portable air conditioner i didn't forget <laughs> <laughs> that's engineering <laughs> I no, I want the scientists. Okay. I want the scientists because yeah. the engineers had their chance. They had it. Okay. And okay. you know, let them go. Let them all go. Engine those nears. You know what I'm saying? Let okay. them go. Do them. Scientists, you're stepping up to the plate. Yeah. Let's go. What do you have? You can't do it. I want the fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they ain't gonna help you. You never know. They're just gonna teach you how to fish. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, but they. Uh, but I will now know, and I will never have to be given a fish. I will forever know how to fish by, my, by myself. So there's something. Yeah. Scientists ain't got nothing for me. Oh my god. Um, thank you for listening to the Los Wise Guys podcast. Um, please like, subscribe, share, rate, review, and don't forget to pray. Um, any final thoughts, Dan? Um, video games are cool. Video games. Everybody play Last of Us Part 2, but not before you play Last of Us 1. Yeah. Avoid all spoilers, but a lot of the spoilers are wrong. One thing I didn't mention, I'm sure we're going to get into it when Rusty comes on. I'm sorry, Just Rusty comes uh, on. Yes. yes. Is um, the the reviews and the backlash and the love and the hate mm-hmm. for The Last of Us Part 2. Very, looking, very much looking forward to that conversation. My final thoughts, haters are going to hate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, like, subscribe, share, rate, review. Um, Follow us on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Check a look, you know? Huh? Check a look. Yo, check a look. (laughs) Thank you and have a great week.